Are you ready to break free of the life that feels wrong, inauthentic, and doesn't suit you? Have you always imagined moving forward, but just didn't know how to make it happen? Stay right where you are because Elizabeth Moore, the soul and body healer, is here to show you how to raise your bar. Hi there, and welcome to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. I'm Elizabeth Moore. <laughs> I am the owner of Purple Door. I am a soul and body healer who loves using life coaching, ohana generational healing, magnified healing, uh, mindfulness, and other healing modalities. You can actually find all of them, a complete list, on my website, www.purpledoor-cambridge.ca, as well as all of our new and used books and metaphysical products. It's actually fantastic. I always say it's like walking into Purple Door, even though it's a website, is like opening a door of wonder and finding new things you didn't know you needed. It's so lovely. So welcome to today's show. Um, it's called Raising Your Bar, The First Steps. And I decided to do this show today because I had a few questions after my last show about going farther into the first steps and what does one, two, three, four look like if it's not a set list of things. So I thought I would go a little bit further and talk a little bit more about what that will look like for you and finding that clarity so that you can make your own list and trust that you're actually on the right path for you. So the first part is it starts with being incredibly 100% undeniably honest with yourself. This means getting to know yourself on a deeper level and being honest about it. With this, you're the only one that is hearing what this is. You're the only one hearing your answers. You are not being forced to share it with anybody else. You don't have to make Facebook posts and declare any of your faults that you find in there. You also don't need to make Facebook posts to tell anybody that you're doing this journey. Totally up to you. It's 100% personal and private. So being honest, I cannot overstate how important that is, to be honest with you. You have nothing to hide from yourself. So be honest and be open. This helps you get to know yourself on a deeper level. This goes beyond the stories that you tell about yourself. It goes beyond the stories that other people tell about you too, right? You are not that person. So this first part is getting to know who you really, really are and beyond your daily life, right? We all have those labels that we actually wear, you know, mom, uh, wife, ex-wife, daughter, carer, employee, right? And if you're self-employed, self-employed. So it's getting beyond those labels of your daily life to who you actually really are underneath. And, you know, if you're like me, sometimes you forget. It's not one of those things that is at the forefront of your mind every day, all day long, right? So sometimes you actually forget who you are in this moment, who you are now. That's also a key point we'll come back to. 
Then you're looking at your strengths. What have you been through? And realize that nobody else has been through what you've been through. Only you have. So much like in one of my last uh, shows, I said that I didn't feel comfortable sharing my story because I wasn't the only one that was involved. That's true. And honestly, <laughs> if I wrote a book, I would have my kids actually write their own chapters so that it actually showed a complete picture of what we went through as a group together. And then individually, how we all reacted to that and how it affected us, each one of us, because there's four of us and it affected each one of us completely different. And then it ripples out, right? And I have my parents who went through it with me as well. And they were farther out of this circle, but it still affected them too. So even though I always say it, you don't know what you've been through until you stop and look. And you don't know how it affected you until you stop and ask and really check in with yourself. And you never know how strong you are until there's no other option but to be strong. And for me personally, I couldn't imagine not being me in these situations. I couldn't imagine what it would be like if I gave up. I couldn't imagine what it would be like if I didn't keep going or didn't push myself through some things to get to the other side. I'm not sure how I could do that. So that's how I can't see things. I can see the strengths. I can see what I've been through. But to me, it's just so normal because I got through it and I survived it. And when I'm doing palmistry readings, that is actually one of the things that a lot of people ask about is, can you see um, abuse in my childhood? Or can you see, you know, things like that? I can see it. It's marked in your palm, but I can't tell you what it is. And sometimes for some people, they've gone through something. Um, I read for one person one time who uh, went through, she just got through her second round of cancer. And she was a survivor so far, right? It didn't mark on her lifeline as anything because to her, she got through it and it was like, no big deal. Second time around, I got it done. But the first one looked like it really marked her lifeline. And you could tell that there was a huge chunk where she had to take a step back from life and not participate in normal life. And I feel like when we're looking at ourselves, we kind of have those blinders on again, and we don't really see what we've been through and how it's marked us until we sit down and either talk to somebody else about it um, or ourselves. And that can look like journaling. It can look, um, I like recording. So the voice recorder on your phone. When I'm waiting to pick up one of my kids or waiting for some interview or something, I turn it on and I start talking about things so I can get it off my chest and out because I feel better that way. So you will find the thing that makes you feel better. But when you're talking to somebody else, because I am a huge 
lover and enjoyer of energy healing and healing in general. I dive right in. I don't often say, give me the gory details because I need to know them. I don't. If I knew them, I might get a little bit fearful. I would rather just hop in and do it. That fool card again, just coming through, right? So when you are looking for an energy healer or a life coach or a therapist, because I do believe in therapy very strongly, it needs to be with somebody that you're comfortable with. And it's okay to call somebody up or email somebody, you know, you can email me hundred percent. I'm always here and just say, Hey, so I'm not sure what I need, but this is how I'm feeling right now. Do you have any suggestions or can we talk? Can we book a session and just chat and see how it goes? Because the person that you're entrusting your healing energy with needs to be somebody that you trust. It needs to feel natural. You need to feel welcomed by them, not, oh, I have five appointments today. You're like the last one. Let's just, you know, honestly, I went for a massage one time and that's what she said. And I'm like, you know what? Not today. We're going to rebook this or I'm going to book it with somebody else. I don't want to be the end of day, last one to complete person. I also don't want to be that client that you don't really want or that client where I don't feel comfortable being honest with the healer. So it doesn't work out. And we both leave the session going, I don't know what just happened, but I'm not comfortable. Those are never good things. So when you're looking for answers and you're trying to find out who you are and you need help with that, it's okay to reach out to multiple healers. It's okay to make multiple appointments until you find the one person that you click with or more than one, because it's always fantastic to have more than one modality at your fingertips and experiment and see which one works best for you. Because there is a few that just won't click with you and that's okay. I've had a few that I walked out going, I don't think that was for me and that's okay. So seeing your strengths and at the same time, writing down the challenges you've been through. I um, <clears throat> recommended this for a client a couple of weeks ago. Sorry. And um, I asked them to write out the challenges that they've faced and gotten through in the last four months. Now, for her, that worked. For you, you could do the last two weeks if it's been a really hectic two weeks. You could do the last month, the last six months, the last year. Um, it's completely up to you what you do. I started, oh, year, year ago-ish. Um, I took my life in 10-year chunks. And I wrote out everything that I'd been through in those 10 years. So the first zero to 10 years, 10, 11 to 20, and then so on and so forth until you reach your age. And I have to say it was incredibly eye-opening and stunning. And I got to know myself and my strengths and my talents on a really deep level. It was incredible when I look back at all the things that I've gone through. And then you look at it and go, whoa, that was five of the seven biggest stressors in six months. No wonder I was not feeling great. <laughs> no wonder I was tired. No wonder I needed extra healing. 
And I do this with, I do this with myself a lot and with clients, depending on when they need it, because it's all different. Right. And that's why it's great working one-on-one with a healer because they are focused on you and you are focused on you. I find for myself anyway, when I work in groups or with groups, I worry that I'm not meeting everybody's needs because it's so diverse and so different. One-on-one gives you so much time to connect and to connect within you and to actually focus on what you're there for, which is what you need to do. So that covers the gifts and the talents that everybody has. And when I say everybody, I mean, everybody, you don't know what other people have been through in their life. So it's really important to be kind and compassionate with them. But also sometimes you forget what you've been through in your life. And quite honestly, I have had that recently myself where somebody else pointed out something that happened when I was younger and it was just like, oh, right. (laughs) I totally forgot that. So that was my chance to go back and write it down and, you know, invite in whatever needed to be healed from that time that I was avoiding and not healing. Now, um, I'm going to plug my little membership. So on the Purple Door website, I have inside Purple Door membership. And in this membership, I started it last year. And it is a guide to your healing path. It's completely on you. You are driving it. You are controlling the path, you are going through it. And the first section is all about learning about yourself and answering in-depth questions about things that maybe you haven't actually thought about, but actually impact you. Inside that membership, there's also a course on words and why words are so powerful and magical and how you can use them to make your life more powerful and magical and take charge of your life. There's a monthly course on money and how you can change your money blocks and change your money story and work through some generational healing with that as well. So you are on listening to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore, and we are going to take a commercial break and be back. So often we live our lives based on the expectations of others. My dad always used the mantra, be better than your parents. Let's break the patterns that are keeping you unhappy, playing small and repeating the stories of your family. Sometimes we're afraid to make the changes and choices that our hearts yearn for. We just aren't sure what choices will create the life we want. It's time to begin raising your bar and living your best life. Elizabeth Moore, soul and body healer, invites you to challenge yourself to start raising your bar and changing your life. Elizabeth is live Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world 
knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.com. Now back to the program. Hi, welcome back to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. So in the past section, uh, we talked about how it's about important to get to know yourself on a deeper level and being honest with yourself, even though that can be hard and challenging. Um, there's a lot of things about ourselves that we might not want to face, but the only thing that's holding you back from that is fear and pushing through that fear will actually create another strength that you can use for other purposes. So, um, this part is about how to make the one, two, three, four for yourself. And I always assume everybody knows everything I know. I'm so grateful to people that reach out and actually send me emails and say, Hey, can you talk about this? Or can you go over this? Can we book a session? Because I'm not sure where to go or what to do. And I really do appreciate that. You can email me at elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.ca.com. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So how to make your own one, two, three, four. And actually you might want to get a pen and paper and write some of this down. So number one, and the most important thing beyond being incredibly honest with yourself is, are you in a safe space? And why that is so important, oh, it's so hard to function when life around you is chaotic and full of eggshells you're walking on and you have no support. It's so important to have that safe space. And I know, I know how hard it is to consider leaving where you are. I know how fear inspiring it can be when you try to think about 10 steps ahead and how everything needs to come together to get to there. And in reality, the most important first step is ensuring that you're in a safe space so that whatever it is you decide to do, it's safe for you to do it. And you feel safe. When you feel safe, your body calms down. When you feel safe, you can make better choices and better decisions. And when you feel safe, you can be honest with yourself without feeling like you're being attacked. Because oh, when we're being authentically honest with ourselves, we're not always going to like what we've done. We're not always going to like what we see, but when we actually feel safe, we're coming at it from a place of no judgment and no fear and just honesty. So number one, however this looks for you, get yourself to a safe place. 
And I know it can be scary. I know. I um, went through a lot of scary moments and so did my kids. And quite honestly, finding us a safe space to land, our sanctuary, as we call it, was the best thing I've ever done. So do that for yourself. Find yourself a safe space, create your own sanctuary, so that when you do the work, it comes from the right space in yourself. And you're not full of worry. You're not full of fear. You're not worried about what's going to happen five minutes from now because you're in a safe space and you're building the trust within yourself. You're building that reliance on yourself and you're building the love for yourself because who, this is a hard process <laughs> being honest with yourself and asking yourself some hard questions about who you are now and who you want to be and where you want to go. That can be a really hard, challenging moment. What if the answer is not what you're expecting? You need to have that trust in yourself that you're going to hear it and you're not going to judge. You're going to be able to listen and come up with a plan. Very important. Okay. So you've made this choice or you're going to make this choice to make changes. It's a step in the right direction. Okay. Now that you've made the choice, let's set you up for success, shall we? So number one, being in a safe place. Number two, knowing what you want and knowing yourself, right? And I always say, um, knowing what you want is really important, but what happens if what you want is, uh, to be an astronaut, <laughs> right? It's a great goal. Um, but is that coming from inside of you? Or are you just finding that answer and going, I'll just be an astronaut. That's why you need to know yourself. That's why you need to trust yourself. That's why you need to have that safe space so that you can actually go within and ask yourself questions. And, you know, if it's really hard and challenging, and I get that this work is ask yourself some questions like what's my favorite color today? What do I like to eat today? What's my favorite food today? Right? Light, easy questions. And um, I was going to talk about pendulum work. It just popped into my head. So when you're working with a pendulum, and I don't have one with me right now, but a pendulum can be anything that you do use on a, like, not a daily basis, but anything that you use a lot. So necklaces. Uh, I've actually made one with hair. You just rip out like one piece of hair and tie a string to the bottom and it can give you answers, but I also work with my body. So when you're asking yourself questions, just calm your body, take a few deep breaths and relax into your spot, close your eyes, give yourself a couple moments, and then ask yourself, ask your body to show you a yes. For me, my yes moves me forward. My no then moves me backward. So when you're asking yourself these questions and you're checking in with your body as a pendulum, 
ask yourself, and it has to be yes or no questions, so you can't say what I want, but ask yourself, do I want to stay in the job I'm in? Do I trust myself? Am I ready to take this leap? My body just involuntarily went yes. <laughs> so use your body, work with your body um, and ask yourself questions and create that trust deep within you so that you know when you're actually having answers pop up, you can trust that. And that is called listening to your intuition. This is so important. When you're asking questions and you hear an answer pop up, you can ask your body once, but don't repeatedly question it because you're showing your body that you don't trust yourself. And that's really important. You need to trust yourself and trust that you're doing the best for you that you can and the best for everybody around you. Okay, so number three, using the answers that you just got, make a plan. I know, sounds so easy, right? <laughs> I know. So start small, like really tiny small, okay? If you're in a situation where you need to leave it, number one in your plan, leave it. There's your choice. I'm leaving it. Okay. Then break it down into goals, small goals that are doable for you to accomplish. Because if you set big goals, like, um, I'm going to use a, one of my old ones. Um, for me, I needed to leave a job. It was incredibly toxic, but I had such high hopes for it. And I was like, Oh, if I can just push through, I could actually make a difference and help so many people, but it was killing me physically and emotionally and mentally and all the ways. And when I actually sat down and asked myself those questions and checked in with my body, I needed to leave that job. I didn't want to, but I needed to. And it was in the best interest of everybody. Well, me and my kids. And that's my everybody. Uh, so I couldn't just walk up and go, that's it. I quit. I'm out. I'm done. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't feel good doing that. So I actually had to set some smaller goals. And one of those goals was training somebody else to do what I was doing or part of what I was doing. And that was challenging because I knew I was walking away, but they didn't. And for me, honesty is so very important, but I stuck with this, right? So that was my first goal, teach somebody how to do what I do. So when I do leave, it's not such a shock to the system. And then I picked the day where I was going to put in my resignation. I typed it all up. I signed it. It was in the envelope and ready to go. And I dated the outside of the envelope for me so that I knew 
that goal was coming up and I was going to hand in that resignation and in two weeks be done. Okay. That was the goal. And then the day of, I planned to get up a little bit extra early so I could do an extra meditation. So I would feel grounded and safe and okay. Bought coffee and treated myself to a coffee that day. And I handed in my resignation. But that wasn't the whole thing, right? What was I going to do after? So then I sat down and I made up my goals for that. I planned it out. I was going to take a week. I was going to relax. I was going to read some books. I was going to do all of these great things. And here were my goals on how to keep myself on track and doing that. Your plan and your goals are going to look completely different than mine, most likely, because it's going to suit you and your needs, which is incredibly important. So again, if you want to reach out and book a session, it's elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.com. I am so very happy to work with you, but you need to find somebody that you trust. You need to be comfortable with yourself while you're doing all of this work, because it's a lot. So in setting your goals, you're setting yourself up for success. When you're making your goals, remember that if one of your goals, isn't something that you would feel comfortable doing, or could see yourself following through with, then it's not a good goal. It's okay to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. But when you push so far that you end up acting out of fear or being in fear, then you're not actually achieving the success you want. And it can actually set you back on your whole plan. Because let's say you do this one thing and it didn't turn out the way you thought it would. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't trust myself. Why am I doing this? What am I even doing to myself? I'm not accomplishing anything. Then you've pushed yourself back. And then you have to go back and replan and learn how to trust yourself and do more trust work with yourself. So I always say, start small. It is the way to accomplish everything. Small steps will get you there. And you have been listening to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. We're about to go on commercial break. I will see you in a couple minutes. Thanks. So often we live our lives based on the expectations of others. My dad always used the mantra, be better than your parents. Let's break the patterns that are keeping you unhappy, playing small and repeating the stories of your family. Sometimes we're afraid to make the changes and choices that our hearts yearn for. We just aren't sure what choices will create the life we want. It's time to begin raising your bar and living your best life. Elizabeth Moore, soul and body healer, invites you to challenge yourself to start raising your bar and changing your life. Elizabeth is live Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. 
Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.com. Now back to the program. Hi, welcome back to the show, First Steps into Raising Your Bar. Uh, just before the break, we talked about how to make a plan and what you needed to do with the starting small and then set goals that are doable for yourself to accomplish because you need to ensure that you are actually knowing what you want, knowing yourself and trusting yourself to be able to do this and take the best care of you possible. And it's 333. So that's a very good thing. Okay. Um, enact your plan is number four. So you have gotten yourself into a safe place. You have um, questioned yourself so that you know what you want and you know who you are now. You've made your plan with small doable goals and now you're enacting your plan and you're getting it going. <laughs> so um, one of the best ways to ensure success with this is to set time aside on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, whatever works best for your schedule, because you will know that best and check off what you've accomplished. Give yourself a treat when you've accomplished something. And honestly, you know, it doesn't have to be anything massive, right? It's what will keep you going. It's something that you will use to celebrate you, but also to celebrate all of the accomplishments that you've done, all of the space you've covered, right? That's really important. And honestly, I'm seeing like a bottle of nail polish in my head. Um, for me, um, that worked. Um, I would buy a new crystal. Sometimes it was literally just a cup of tea outside in the sun um, or the rain, depending on what was going on, where I could just sit and be for a moment because I really don't think we actually do enough of that either. We need to just sit sometimes with ourselves and say, good job. Congratulations. You got through this. You got us through this. We did this. And not always does it have to be at big things, right? <sighs> Standing up for yourself is huge. And I don't think we celebrate that enough celebrate that. Celebrate every goal you cross off your list. Celebrate every step of this path and this journey that you accomplish because it's important and you're important and you deserve to be celebrated. All of that hard work, all of the self-work, it's big and huge and can be scary and nasty when you're in the middle of it. Shadow work is fun. <laughs> So that's number four, enact your plan 
with regularly scheduled celebrations. And then number five, review and redo. This is really important because <laughs> sometimes we didn't actually know ourselves that well. And we give us a goal that as we get closer to it, we start feeling like, mm, this isn't what I wanted. This doesn't make me happy. I'm not okay with this. And it's okay to change course in the middle. It is. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to go with who you authentically are in this moment. Now, sometimes if it's a big thing, like you're going to school for a set thing and you know it's going to be a two or three year or more, um, thing to do, you might start feeling around year two that you're like, oh, why am I doing this? This is a lot. It's a lot of work. Have that goal list in front of you so that it can either push you forward or help you be honest with yourself. Right. Um, oh gosh, I think it was like six years ago. I met somebody who had gone through, uh, for 10 years, 10 years in school and she was going to be a specialist and her heart had been set on it. And then around year, I think it was like seven, she didn't enjoy it anymore. She had learned what she thought she needed to learn and she didn't enjoy it anymore. But in her head, she was saying, you know what? I've put seven years into this. I've put X amount of dollars into this. I cannot quit right now, even though going to class makes me physically ill. I can't just stop. And after working together for a bit, she realized and she researched that what she had done so far, she could graduate with just not going on to like the master's level. And she was okay with that because she could take what she had school-wise and flip it into another arena that she was interested in and would actually further her career more than she had thought it could be possible. And that's why it is a good idea to actually reach out for help when you're feeling lost and confused and you're not sure what to do or where to go or what your next step should be, reach out for help. So that's why I always say review and redo with no judgment and no requirement that, you know, just because you have this goal on your list, it doesn't mean you have to do it, right? This is like, if this is my bucket list of things to do and I put um, skydiving on there and I change my mind even a week before or a day before or that morning, I'm going to respect my body and go, okay, no, that, that is not for me. It's just not for me. It would not be on my list, but that is not for me. <laughs> so it's really important to actually allow yourself the freedom to change your mind, allow yourself the freedom to change your path. Right. Um, I know for me, and I'm 49 when I was 18 and graduating high school, what I thought my life would be like 
is like nowhere near what my life is like now. Who I thought I would be is not who I am right now. The career path that I chose, while I loved it and it was fantastic, I wouldn't want to be doing it right now. And so it's okay to have that change of direction. It's okay to allow yourself that, quite honestly, forcing yourself to finish something because somewhere's in your mind, somebody's told you that if you start something, you have to finish it while you hate it at the same time, that gets you stuck in a rut that puts the blinders on and that makes them possible to see other paths, to see other choices, to see other directions. So really review and redo is almost the most important step on this one. You're not the same person you were last week and you're not the same person you were five years ago. So allow yourself the choice to change as you change. Maybe the career you've chosen isn't who you are anymore, and that's okay. You can actually readjust your plan, make some new goals, and find a new career. We just have to give ourselves permission to do that. Sorry, it feels really dry in here today. Okay, so I've actually given you a bonus fifth one. <laughs> So far, we have number one, be in a safe place. Very important. You can't make good decisions when you are not in a safe place and your body is dysregulated and you are acting out of fear and chaos. Be in a safe space. Number two, know what you want through knowing yourself. That is probably, I'm going to say, the longest step of this learning who you are and what you want will take time and it will most likely take the most time out of all of these steps but it's very important because you can't make any choices if you don't know who you are if you're making choices based on let's say your neighbor thinks you'd make a good nurse but the sight of blood makes you pass out or cry then probably being a nurse isn't for you, right? And then you can go down all of the jobs that require seeing blood on a regular basis and scratch them off too, which is fantastic because now you have a list of things you don't want to do. That's awesome. So know yourself, so incredibly important. Number three, take the answers that you got from number two and make a plan. And however many steps you need in this plan, put them in there. If that keeps you on track and it keeps you sane, put them in there. It's nice to see them. After you've written out your steps, write out goals for each step. So if you are thinking about a career change, you don't know where, but you know it's not going to involve blood, then you have a whole lot of other choices that you could actually write down. And one of your first goals would be to research, research the jobs, research the education requirement and research whether that would work for you or not. Very important. And then number four, enact your plan. 
And we need to stop expecting perfectionism. We need to stop expecting things to be perfect. When we enact our plan, we are being that fool card of the tarot and taking that big giant leap into the unknown. And while we have done our research and we have set our goals and we kind of know what we're doing, it's still a massive leap into the unknown. So again, congratulate yourself for all of your victories because there's going to be a lot of them and give yourself a little bit of a break, a big break, really. You're doing this and it's a hard path and you're doing it well. So congratulations. And number five, review and redo. And depending on how long you've given yourself as a timeline, which is something I forgot to talk about, how long you've given yourself as a timeline to get these goals met, I would say probably you should be reviewing and redoing on a monthly basis. And that's because you change, you gain more information, you gain more wisdom, you gain more knowledge, you gain more experience, and you become that different person, uh, the higher level you, right? Because you've learned all of this and you've experienced all of this. And now, you know, either you continue down this path, but you change your goals a little bit because you think they need to be changed, which is fantastic. Or you completely change your path altogether, which is also fantastic. We need to stop judging ourselves. We need to start being nicer to ourselves. We need to be more understanding and compassionate to ourselves. And in doing all of that and learning how to trust ourselves, we're working up to self-love. And self-love is so incredibly important. So you are listening to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. I am so excited about today's uh, session talked about raising the steps to raising your bar and we will be back after this commercial so often we live our lives based on the expectations of others my dad always used the mantra be better than your parents let's break the patterns that are keeping you unhappy playing small and repeating the stories of your family Sometimes we're afraid to make the changes and choices that our hearts yearn for. We just aren't sure what choices will create the life we want. It's time to begin raising your bar and living your best life. Elizabeth Moore, soul and body healer, invites you to challenge yourself to start raising your bar and changing your life. Elizabeth is live Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.com. Now back to the program. Hi, welcome back to Raising Your Bar with Elizabeth Moore. Today we're talking about the steps to raising your bar. And I actually want to make a comment. There was a comment from... <laughs> And it says, I wish there was a pill to take to stop judging ourselves. And there's not a pill. It's not a quick fix, but it is forgiveness work. Right? So I love forgiveness work. It's one of my favorite things to do. And the way I tend to do it is with the, um, 
Ho'oponopono. <laughs> it's the Hawaiian poem of forgiveness. It's four lines. The first one is, I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Thank you. I love you. Oh, can you feel that? Oh, I love it. So why we're doing this, the forgiveness part, we need to talk about this. So as you're doing all of these first steps and you're looking into who you are, and I'm saying, don't judge yourself, have some compassion for yourself. This is because the people that we were in the past. So when I do inner child healing work, um, which is also in the inside purple door membership, I always look at myself as my inner child is anybody that I was before this moment, because there is no, there's no hard number on childhood. We went through trauma in our childhood, but here's the thing. Any version of me that is younger than I am in this moment is a child. So when I do inner child healing, which is so powerful and so strong and so necessary and needed, I believe I work with forgiveness. And usually how I do this is I will take a space that nobody else is in and nobody else is coming in. And I will light my candles and sit down, make myself comfortable, whether that's me sitting on a pillow chair, lying down, you know, you just want to make it so that you don't actually fall asleep too much and that you're paying attention and you're just going to quiet your body and quiet your mind and quiet yourself. And you can have music playing in the background, light music that's not distracting and just take a few deep breaths and let them out. And when you feel comfortable in yourself, put your hands over your heart and just ask which inner child would like to talk to me today? Which inner child needs healing with me today? And when they pop up and you see them in your mind's eye, or you just know, Ooh, me at 17 today, we need to talk. Repeat the poem of forgiveness to them. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Thank you. I love you. And the more you get into this, the more you do it, it's okay to have a conversation with them. I actually have a meditation um, in the membership where I set you up so that you can call in the younger you that needs to have healing today. And you have a conversation with each other. My meditation ends and you keep going because you're having that conversation with the inner you that for years you've judged you have, ooh, I hate the word, but hated, you have beat up mentally, you have been embarrassed by or upset by. And it's so important that when you're doing this, the steps to raising your bar and healing on your path, that you include forgiveness because you're not perfect today. You weren't perfect back then. We're not going to be perfect tomorrow. And that's fabulous. Can you imagine if we had a world of perfect people? And everybody was perfect and we were all perfect, but to whose level? What level of perfection would we judge people by then? We need to stop judging and we need to start loving and accepting and showing compassion and kindness to others. 
because when I read your hands, everybody has trauma on their lifeline. Everybody has trauma on their lifeline. And the difference is how you perceive trauma. Remember the lady I told you about who went through cancer twice and it only marked once because the second time she survived it and it didn't bug her, didn't bother her. She went through it. She did her chemo. She didn't care. She knew she was going to be okay. And it didn't mark on her palm. So we all go through trauma. The levels are different. The traumas are different, but doing that forgiveness And I'm sorry that I dedicated so little time to the forgiveness. It's very important, but doing that forgiveness work will get you further along your path on these five steps, because you can take off that whole, off your shoulders. I'm not going to worry about who I was in the past. I'm going to focus on who I'm going to be in the future, who I am right now. And what steps do I need to take between who I am right now? and who I want to be in the future. Those are your steps. Break them down into goals and enact it, celebrate it, and then review and redo. Oh, and if you have any further questions or any questions at all, you want to book a session, reach out to me at elizabeth.purpledoor at gmail.com. You can go to my website, uh, www.purpledoor-cambridge.ca excuse me. And you can see everything that I offer service-wise on the website as well. So next week's show, even Wonder Woman sleeps. Why aren't you? Right? Sleep is an incredibly important part of our life. And it's one that we tend to ignore the most. We get up early, we go to bed late. We live life tired. We can't accomplish anything when we live life tired. So I am super excited about that show. I am thrilled at today's show. If you, yeah, (laughs) the steps to raising your bar and yeah, we're going to raise it even further next week and the week after that. And I'm excited. So let me know how things go. Please send me a message on your plans on whether the steps worked for you. I would love to hear from you uh, either on Facebook or through email. That would be fantastic because I want to know what works for you and how things are going. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Bar Show with Elizabeth Moore. Elizabeth returns Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next time, remember to continue raising your bar.